So hello there. Thank you so much for joining me today. Again, we're going to talk about Jesus. He's preparing us for his return. He's warning us. He's giving us heads up. He's giving us revelation knowledge of how to be ready. The problem is so many people think they're ready and they're not because they're not acknowledging Jesus. And he's just having me say this over and over again. And so I know he's just really warning us and concerned. He's long-suffering. Peter tells us he's long-suffering. He's waiting. He's holding out to come so that we can wake up and get ready. Let's acknowledge him. Jesus, we thank you and praise you. You're so good to us. Thank you for continually warning us. We thank you and praise you, Lord, that you can see beyond, you know, the things to come. And you're even telling us that the hour is soon, that you're at the very door, is ready to open that door, and we're not ready. Thank you for being patient with us, but we know time is running out. You're giving us a fair amount of time to listen. Help us then, Lord, to have ears to hear. We give you all the praise and all the glory in your name. You know, I sat at the banquet table with Jesus. He translated me to heaven after I got home. It was as if I was sitting there with him still, and he was telling me things to come. And he's telling me that the banquet table, I noticed while I was there, it was empty. It was this huge table. It went on forever, and there was hardly anyone there. And that's what he's telling us, that the banquet table is going to be empty If we don't put aside what we think, our opinion, we're so engrossed in ourselves that we think that we know more than Jesus. We don't come right out and say that, but our actions are that. I don't know, there there isn't anyone hardly, just a few, that tell me they know that they're not ready, that Jesus is coming. Everyone else says they're ready. But Have you gotten on your knees and asked Jesus if you're ready? Or are you living by your own opinion or someone else's opinion? So much of the time, that is the case. We talk amongst ourselves and make decisions that we all agree upon and really leave Jesus out of it. His desire is that we take advantage of his spirit living on the inside of us. He lives on the inside of us, and so that we can go to him anytime, day or night, and talk to him. And he wants to tell you if you're ready. He wants to tell you why you're not ready. You know, when we've arrived, then we're ready, and none of us have arrived. We have to prepare for the king. We actually leave Jesus out of most things. We don't spend a lot of time with him. And it's a conflict because when you live in heaven, are you thinking that it's going to be the same thing as it is here? Or are you going to be spending most of your time with him? What's it going to be like? Have you thought about that? Are you going to be able to put Jesus off while you decide with your friends or or whoever it is if um, things are right? Are you going to be going to him? Of course. He's going to be right there, and you're going to go to him. And right now, of course, he's right here, and you can go to him. And that's what he wants you to practice now, going to him. Because if you miss eternal life with him because of someone else's opinion or your opinion, how sad is that going to be? Your best friend can't tell you 
if you have a God before God. The person that you trust cannot tell you if you're ready to meet Jesus. He wants me to tell you that foreseeing that table is empty. Think about the day of Noah. How many people were saved? How many people were on that ship? And what does that compare today? Jesus said it'll be as in the day of Noah. People are eating and drinking, dancing, getting married, doing their thing, just like um, the banquet table. Um, It's empty because people are too busy. They paid no attention, ignored, and made light of the summons coming to the banquet. He said, the kingdom of heaven is like. He sent his servants to summon those who had been invited to the wedding banquet, but they refused to come. Again, he sent other servants saying, tell those who are invited, behold, I have prepared my banquet. But they're not concerned. They're not paying any attention. They've ignored and made light of the summons, treating it with contempt. And they went away one to his farm, another to his business. Isn't that how we are? Do we, do we constantly um, tend to our farm or our business instead of constantly tending to Jesus? Do you think I'm being unrealistic? Do you think I'm way out there because... I'm telling you to constantly pay attention to Jesus. You can't just quick switch it on and off when he comes. You can't say you were too busy with your business, and that's why you ignored him. He said many on that day are going to say, Lord, Lord, but the whole time he was trying to get your attention to get you ready, you ignored him. You were too busy. And that's what people are doing. And sure, maybe you go to a 6 o'clock Bible study on Wednesday night, and that's the time you spend with him. Or, you know, maybe it's Sunday morning, or, you know, maybe it's even 10 minutes every morning. But he wants you all the time. If you're going to live with him all the time there, then you got to start living with him all the time here. And that's not hard to do. You can constantly be in contact with him. And I gave you the key to that a couple times. When you obey him, then he's going to manifest himself to you. And you're always going to hear him. You're going to be in constant conversation with him. And that's what he's talking about. And then you're going to know if you are right with him. You're going to know what you need to do. You're going to know what you need to do to get ready. So often I hear him say, don't ignore me. You know, I'm out and about, and I hear him say something to me, and I ignore it because it's not convenient. I don't want to do it, and it's not like I see his face, but I feel his presence. I'm just being transparent with you. I'm not perfect. I haven't arrived, and neither of you. If we have, Jesus would be here already. He said that. That's why he's not here is because we're not ready. We're not getting ready. And so by getting ready, we have to start having conversation with him and say, Jesus, what do I need to do to get ready? And he's going to start talking to you, and he's going to say, don't ignore me. When he says, don't ignore me, I don't ignore him. He's not quiet. But if he's quiet, 
It's because you're ignoring him over and over again, and then he's not going to force himself on you. If you talk to him once in a while, then how is that being ready to move in with him? We got to be talking to him all the time. A lot of things are going to start happening, and we have to be aware. We have to be prepared. And if we can't hear his voice, we're not going to be prepared. We can't depend, I can't say this enough, on someone else's logic, their opinion. Even if they went to Bible school, that doesn't make them right. You have to hear Jesus for yourself. He lives on each and every one of us, on the inside of each and every one of us. If you invited him to live on the inside of you, you can hear his voice. You don't have to be anyone special. You you don't have to have gone to school. All you have to do is practice his presence, and that happens by obeying him. When you obey him, you have his attention, and he's going to start telling you what to do so that you fit into heaven. You're not going to live like you're living here unless you're already starting to conform to his way. We have to conform to his ideas, not ours, not the world's. It's so apparent to me when I talk to people that they have no idea how the kingdom of God is. They have no idea what the principles are. And so when I meet up with people that don't know Jesus, I look odd to them. I look weird to them. They don't understand where I'm coming from because I'm conforming to Jesus. I'm being like him. He's changing me because I allowed him to. I'm living different than they are, and they don't understand it. And you know, we can't even understand the kingdom of God without committing to and agreeing with him. We can't see in his kingdom without him showing us, without putting on his glasses. And so that's why people don't understand where I'm coming from or where you're coming from if you're drawing near to the kingdom of God. But so often as Christians, we conform to others because we don't want to look be looked at as weird, as not like they are, like, you know, we're some fanatic. How often am I on the street and people look at me like, where is she from? Did she just say that to me? And it's because you don't know Jesus. And then when he comes here, when he comes to rescue his own, you're not going with him because you don't know him. He said, away from me. I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness, Matthew 21 through 23. You know, we, we went to church on Sunday. We said this prayer. We know nothing about you or how to live in your kingdom. But yet, when he comes, they're going to be going, Lord, Lord, Lord. And he's going to say, I didn't know you. You weren't committed to me. You lived your own way. You lived by your opinion. You have no idea who I am or how it is in the kingdom of God. You ignored me over and over again. I sent so-and-so. I sent so-and-so. I gave you this sign. I gave you this picture. I gave you this dream. I spoke to you. But still, you turned the other way because you didn't want anything to do with me. 
You know, some people don't trust Jesus because they think that he's going to have you give things up that you don't want to give up. My mom always said that. She said she didn't want to do it because she thought she'd have to give her stuff up. But you know that stuff that we hang on to, that we think that we need, is really nothing. In fact, it's a trap to keep us away from Jesus. It's the enemy's trap. He uses your flesh to keep you conformed to the world. But when you let go of that, it's a freedom. You don't have to put on a facade anymore. You can just be who you are because it's him in you, and it's okay. With Jesus, everything's okay. He's so in love with you. He wants to heal you, and that stuff you're hanging on to is keeping you in bondage. It's an imprisonment. So Jesus said that he's knocking at the door of your heart, and if you invite him in, he would come in and he would dine with you. That means he's going to hang out with you. He's going to show you who he is. He's going to teach you his way. Revelation 3.19, right before that, he said he dearly and tenderly loves those who he corrects. He corrects you because he dearly and tenderly loves you, and he wants you to commit to him, to choose him so you can live with him forever. And really, that is the prayer. It's not just saying this prayer and, oh, you get to go to heaven, and you put a few Jesus things on Facebook and say a few prayers in, in public. It's conforming to his likeness, to his principles. And so if you're ready to do that, I would love you love it if you would pray that prayer with me today. And so would he. He would love it if you would heed his voice, if you commit to him and say, Jesus, I surrender to you. It's your way. I surrender to you. I'm not doing it my way anymore. And then you do whatever he tells you to do. You follow the lamb wherever he goes, and you'll be following him to eternity. We know what the other choice is, and Jesus doesn't want you to go there, and he knows you're, you're not aware that that's where you're going. And that's why you're hearing this today. That's why he's waiting, because he knows we're ignorant. My people perish for a lack of knowledge. So say that prayer with me, Jesus. We thank you that you are knocking at the door of our heart, and we're just asking you to come in right now. We're inviting you in. We're going to heed your voice. We commit to that. You said we can't do anything without you, so help us to do that. We love you and praise you. We give you all the glory. So good. He's so in love with you. And conforming to his way is a freedom. Don't let the enemy lie to you and make you think that, you know, God's just trying to put you in this little box. He's trying to dig you out of the box. He's so good. He's so in love with you. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you.